and entirely missed the cultural craze that swept our childhood. Here's Madison with a synopsis of the Chamber of Secrets. That's right, babies, you're back to me. So, we start this torture with Harry Potter at home for the summer just straight up not having a good time with his super abusive fucking relatives. Now, if things weren't shit enough, a random house elf appears and makes Harry's life a living hell and seriously helps him to reach a whole new level of mental and emotional exhaustion. Skip ahead and Harry and Ron have totally missed the bus to Hogwarts. Bummer, right? How are we gonna get to school? Ooh, well, you know, Ron just had an idea to straight up steal his parents' magical flying car and drive them to school. You know what? We support young dumb thieves on this show. So our young heroes make it to school, get bitched out for their dumbassery, but have the serious satisfaction of hitting the staff with, but did I die though? Fair. Fair point. Now, as you all remember, we viciously murdered our last defense against the dark arts teacher. Professor Quirrell, let's have a moment for him. Rest in peace, my guy. So obviously we're down a teacher, right? Fucking wrong. Now introducing Hogwarts' very own himbo, Professor Lockhart. Now, every person and their mother has read this man's book and has helped their hearts hit a series doki doki every time he sends a smile their way. But little do they know, this man is a fraud, a fake. And that doesn't stay secret for long. You know why? Because he's fucking dumb. Back to the gang out here trying to live their best life, but they can't. Why? Because there is something in the walls that is petrifying students. Everyone is freaked. The people find out that Harry can also speak to snakes. And oh God, the humanity, the calamity. Children and women are crying in the streets. Men are being sent off to war. Hogwarts is falling apart, actually. No, no, it's not. But that's what they're making it seem like it because they're giving Harry such a hard time for being able to talk to a bunch of nope ropes. So skip ahead and Guinea, Ronald Weasley's baby sister is acting super weird. Skip ahead further and we find out that there is a big ass snake in the walls, a basilisk, some may call it. And that slithery little bitch has been medusaing all of the students. Where did it come from? The basement. Where's the basement? Shut up. Turns out, Guinea woke that thing up because she was real world possessed by the spirit of Tom Riddle, i.e. Voldemort. That's right, he's back, babies. A round of applause for your boy. Harry not only throws hands with a ghost and wins, but he also beats an ancient snake and saves Guinea's life. Of course, to do this, he had to kill an animal that was connected directly to the original founders of Hogwarts, assault a professor, and destroy a piece of a soul of an actual person, damning them to whatever consequences that may bring. But hey, we made it, so <laughs> I'm gonna count that as a win. Uh, <laughs> that closes our crash course on Harry Potter and the Chamber of Yep. <laughs> Thank you.
See, the first thing when I was rereading Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, I entirely forgot how much Dobby pisses me off at the beginning of this book. Okay, so for people who just, again, haven't read or watched or been alive for long, just don't know who Dobby the house elf is. Dobby is a fucking house elf. Me and Jordan have had conversations about house elves <laughs> that we had to stop entirely because later on in this series, uh, Hermione is throwing a fit about house elves. And so me and uh, Jordan were on opposing sides of this. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to talk about this because I refuse to give more philosophical thought to a creature that J.K. Rowling herself has not given more than five minutes to. Like, I won't do it. I it's just... fair. Entirely fair. I don't know why we should have a philosophical argument about the enslavement of house elves. I just can't. I just can't. But Dobby is a house elf that is, let's say, employed by the Malfoy family house. House elves are something that most pureblood families have. Or at least rich ones. That at least rich ones have. And also establishments like... Hogwarts has house elves in the kitchen and the ministry has house elves and whatnot. And they are elves that are sort of bound to a servitude to the witches or the purposes that they are deemed for. And Dobby is the Malfoy's house elves. But Dobby decided that he was gonna come into Harry Potter's fucking house and ruin the rest of his summer if it, as if it wasn't shit enough. Yeah, like, here's the thing. I have thoughts about house elves, but I can't say Dobby ain't shit at the beginning of this book. Oh, Dobby isn't shit. Dobby comes into Harry Potter's home, and as we all know, Harry Potter's relatives are trash. They're like, hey, freak, stop being a freak. And Harry's like, can't stop being a freak because I'm not a freak. It's being magical, you absolute bastards. And they're like, well, we don't want to see none of that magic. And then Dobby shows up and was like, you can't go to Hogwarts, so that means I'm about to get real magical up in this bitch and get you in trouble. Which, to me, sounds like Harry Potter got some serious beatings. Which, uh, here's the thing, when he showed up... First of all, he had already been stealing Harry's letters from his friends. So Harry felt a thousand percent alone. He was like, well, I thought maybe if you thought you didn't have any friends, you wouldn't go back. And I was like, you son of a bitch. That sounds like I need to go back and get better friends. Like, why Why would you do that? What, what made you think, hmm, yes, I need Harry Potter not to go back to Hogwarts. So I'm just going to make him very lonely. I'm going to make a small child feel like he's not important to the people he loves. Okay. He already has a lot of that at home, so maybe I'll just extend that to everywhere else. I'm going to make a child that had already felt abandoned prior just relive those moments of abandonment once again. But for a whole summer. Like, after he thought that he had friends. Yeah. That's sad. That's, that's cool. It's not like we almost died together. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't need you to... I don't need a letter. I don't need a hello. That's his first, like, mode of action. And I'm just like, bitch. D maybe don't. And then, then he waits for, like, an important night for the Dursleys. Where Harry is like, they're like, go upstairs. And he's like, and Harry, what do you do? I pretend I don't exist. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I was like, whoo. First of all, y'all suck. Second that's of all, did y'all throw a pan at this child's head? That's, like, we already knew you are abusive, but that's a lot. <laughs> But that's a lot. You can't throw a crockery at a 12-year-old. <laughs> and then Dobby comes along and he pops up in Harry's room and he was like, Mr. Harry Potter can't go to Hogwarts. And Harry was like, what you talking about, my guy? And he was like, you can't go to Hogwarts. So I'm going to make sure you can't go to Hogwarts. And then he pops downstairs and just causes magical mischief in front of the Dudsleys and their guests and whatever the fuck. And in the moment that I was watching this absolute atrocity, that I was like, Harry Potter, 
is going to be severely beaten for this. And no one can tell me otherwise. Just, you can't. And here's the thing. He did it in such a way that it would have gotten in trouble with the Ministry of Magic. Like, he could have ruined his entire life. But the thing is, I couldn't have gotten him in trouble with the Ministry of Magic because the Ministry of Magic knows if you particularly have done no, magic outside. Oh, no. In the book, they're like, it was magic done in your house. You did the thing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> like, that's not movie rules that's not movie rules you know movie rules is if it comes from your fucking wand you're in trouble motherfucker if it comes from your wand you're definitely in trouble but it was like you're the only magical person in this house so it was definitely you and nobody said they were going to your house so i'm assuming that you did magic at the dudley's house i was like no totally did not do that like no i was like you almost ruined that child's life like um arthur weasley's like i'll I'll take care of it don't worry about it when he got to the weasley's house later (laughs) it was a thousand percent about to get in government level trouble for (laughs) for dobby shit i just want to say uh harry potter is what 12 13 at this point yes 12, 13, I'm currently 22. I personally would not know what the fuck to do if I got into real world government trouble. Here's the thing, they keep, kids keep getting in trouble with the government in these books. And I'm like, they are children. Don't you mean their adults are in trouble? And if the guardians? And if the guardians are not magical people, shouldn't there be a person assigned to them around? Shouldn't there be- A magical guardian, perhaps. Dumbledore? Somebody? Anybody? Within the vicinity? Who lives nearby? Just to pop in and be like, what's up, magical kid in a muggle household? I have real issues with that. I have real issues just like with the, the fact entire that Harry government Potter system. is just chilling with fucking muggles. Like, I get it. Hermione is also chilling with muggles, but those are her actual fucking parents. Her parents aren't dicks. Harry's parent, like Harry's uh, relatives, are dicks, and they're not his parents, and they're not magical. So that tells me that the uh, hero of the Wizarding World shouldn't be living with those motherfuckers. Just, just once again, there is no magical CPS in Harry <laughs> Potter's no mag- world. There's no magical CPS. Nobody's looking out for these kids whatsoever. The government is like, hey, tiny child. But like old England rules where you treat tiny, like where you teach children just like small adults. Just any time before the 50s, before teenagers was actually a concept, they were like, you are either a adult or a small adult. Those are the rules. Well, <laughs> I'm neither of those. I'm just a dumb fucking kid. And it was like, no, nope, you don't get to do that. No, please. <laughs> I'm just a dumb baby. Please. I'm 11. I'm 12. I don't know. I don't even know the rules because he hasn't been a part of the magical world. He doesn't. You don't, he does not know for a fact that he's not allowed to use magic outside of the wizarding world. Some, his friend told him that. There's nothing. His friend gave him that information in the first book. No adult went, bent down and was like, hey, just so you know, if you use magic over the summer, you're going to get in legal trouble <laughs> with the government. With the feds. <laughs> so maybe don't do that. No one said that to him. You know what would have been nice? Um, a magical government class. That would have been nice. Yeah, for the people, at least uh, like an introductory orientation class for the muggle-born introduction and- Introduction into the magical world. That should have been a mandatory fucking class. For everyone who was not born into a wizarding family. For every muggle-born. Honestly, do you have any idea how many problems that would actually solve? Like legitimately have solved? 
year before year. Yeah, they just throw them in and it was like, eh, magic all around. You'll get used to it. Sink or swim, motherfucker. Like, what the hell? They're children. They're children and they're just like, by the time you're 17, you're an adult. And we assume you'll have figured it out by then. Don't get in trouble over the summers. Bye. No, we don't have that. Instead, we have fucking tea reading. What the hell? And they also keep sending those kids back over the summers. And I'm like... Uh, first of all, I have... I guess since we are in the beginning, I can talk about the fact that we shouldn't be sending Harry Potter back to an abusive household that we all know was an abusive household. What child, like what child goes into the magical world far away from their family for like, let's assume the first time, an entire semester away. And then when Christmas comes up or Yule, a very important holiday in both wizarding and human culture, they're like, nah, I'd rather stay here. That warning signs are going off in my mind. Why you want to stay here, kid? What's good? How you feeling, my guy? Because the fact that you want to stay here at school on Christmas is telling me that there is an actual issue. And I would like to discuss that with you. There is an actual issue. And the issue is that they always send these kids who have no actual like homes, like kids who legitimately don't have homes. Back to where they came from. I was like, back to the orphanage with you, small child. I'll see you next year. And I'm like, wait, you don't have to. And you don't wait. have to send them back. You don't have to send them back. As a magical world, you should be protecting. Magical children and their protection should be an entire section of like magical lawmaking. It doesn't seem to be like anyone's looking out for that shit at all. Not- Nobody. Nobody has been looking it out since Voldemort, Voldemort happened. And I will be complaining about this later on. And here's the thing. I can hear you yelling in the future, but there's a reason they sent Harry back to the Dudleys. I'm aware. I know why the Dursleys uh, got to keep Harry every a, summer. There's a reason that we allowed Harry Potter to be abused. <laughs> like we know the magical reasons. I don't care. He should have lived with Dumbledore if he was that worried about it. If he was, if Dumbledore was literally that pressed, he could have just... I've never even thought about that before. I, honest to God, have never thought that Dumbledore could just take Harry Potter in. That's never been a thought process of my mind. But that's that's an honest to God truth. Dumbledore is widely known as the person who defeated Grindelwald. So he's a powerful wizard and nobody, and I mean nobody in the wizarding world, would legitimately fuck with him. There's no Death Eater with the balls that would bust down Dumbledore's door to fuck with an infant nobody would do that that wouldn't even occur to anybody that wouldn't be like where is harry potter and they're like oh we know where he is we'll go get him i was like no you don't understand i know where he is because dumbledore has him in his house as his war and then everybody else would be like well fuck shit i guess (laughs) i guess there ain't shit that we can do now and here's the other thing about it nobody else knows why Dumbledore keeps sending him back there. Nobody else knows about the magical reasoning of why he has to stay with the Dursleys every summer. So the government's a thousand percent just allowing Dumbledore to do whatever he wants. And do you have any idea the amount of concern? Like, has he told told any of the teachers? Like, this is my issue. Because Harry Potter is 11, 12, what the fuck ever. But he has, like, a physical done by Madame Pomfrey, like, the fucking nurse that's there. He shows up to the classes and is side by side with all the other students. Like, in the book, I'm sure that they've talked about how he's smaller than the rest of the kids. Because 
he hasn't been eating like the rest of the kids would and he's been in like small cramped cupboard he's fucking it's obvious that he has signs of abuse and neglect so the teachers know that something is going on his friends know that something is going on his classmates probably have an idea of what's going on how confusing is it for every single one of them to know that he's going back where he came from before he got there they do mention that he's small and scrawny all the time i will say slightly in jake rowling's defense that it was the 90s and nobody knew shit about abuse <laughs> because that was just past the time where it was okay to beat your children it's just past that it was time. like kids only started to matter like as humans in the 80s oh, cool. so it was only like 92 <laughs> So I guess people like teachers wouldn't have been trained, especially wizarding teachers who apparently weren't trained to see shit all because the wizarding world doesn't seem to care about their children even slightly. I don't know. I feel like if Severus Snape was written more realistically and I hate to, I understand. I know somebody out there is about to be like, there you go, Madison, about to defend Severus fucking Snape once more. Well, guess what? I'm not. Here's my reasoning. Severus Snape, as you'll find out later in the series, was an abused motherfucker. He was abused at home. So it looks so logic would dictate that he knows the signs of abuse. He knows what's bad. He knows what's happening. So logic would dictate that a separate Snape noticed signs of abuse in Harry Potter, he wouldn't be kind of fucking curious because where Severus Snape is standing, Harry Potter is a pamper poodle. Why is a pamper poodle showing signs of actual abuse? I don't. He's so hung up on how much he hates his father that he just never notices any of that I shit. Make, and I was I like, just, I thought you loved his mother. Our, Does that not bother you at all that her son just walks in looking like he hasn't eaten for three months? Does that not even make you quirk an eyebrow. Look, the first time he sees him in this book, he's like, expelled, yes. He's like, a chance to expel this little <laughs> bastard. And he just, he doesn't look at him at all. I'm like, I know for a fact that he's only been with the Weasleys for like maybe two weeks after not eating for like three months. You have to have noticed. Look, all I'm saying, if Severus Snape was written more realistically, I'm sure he would have fucking noticed. I'm sure he would have fucking noticed. I mean, you can hate a bitch. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody in your life that you fucking hated. Think back to them and then think, like if you hate somebody, you weirdly pay like strange attention to them. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like, disgusting. You're like, look at that disgusting motherfucker. Her shoes aren't tied. I hope that bitch trips. Like you pay attention to them. <laughs> you do, unfortunately. Severus Snape actively hated Harry Potter. You can't tell me that he wasn't paying attention. He was paying attention. So he knew, he saw the signs. Because when you actively pay attention to somebody, you're looking for something to use against them, even subconsciously. So I, you just, I just feel like Severus Snape would have known. He would have known and he would have brought issue with it. Like he would have been like, did you guys? I was like, here's the thing, I hate this child more than I hate everything else in life. However, you can't. You can't do that. You can't I keep can... sending this child back to an abusive home. You understand that, right? Like, I can torture this child in class, but I'm not actually hitting him. Wait. <laughs> I'm not actually hitting him. I've never laid my I hands on I've a child. I've never walked into the eating hall and taken his plate from in front of him. That is, <laughs> that 
that's not a backpack. different level. That is a different level. I just want him to be miserable. I don't want him to starve. I do not want him to look that scrawny when he walks in the doors. I want him to be actively miserable, but actively miserable and healthy. Because yeah. he can't, like, understand what I'm bringing him through if he's already being tortured. Like, that I sort don't... of softens the effect. It's like, there's, there's uh, only me. I get to torture Harry Potter. See, one of these things is not like the other. That's all I'm saying. Uh... Oh, fuck. Also, the du- the Dursleys wouldn't let him do any of his magical homework over the summer, and I was like, "He should be failing." Interesting. I don't know how you're going to deal with that later, but also, do people in Britain have homework over the summer? I was homeschooled, so I a thousand percent don't know how this works. I don't know how that works. All I know is that when uh in American public school for me, we would have some summer reading. But that's it. Yeah, that's what I thought. But they're always like, I'm so behind on my summer homework. And I'm like, summer, summer homework? homework? What's happening in Britain? Why do you have summer homework? I'm sure they said that in the movie, but I'm sure that that completely went over my entire fucking head. The idea of homework over the summer makes me want to find my professor's house and set it ablaze. That's the only reasonable fucking outcome of that insistence. Yes, Madison, you must do homework over the summer. I'd be like, oh, professor. I shall send it directly to you the moment I have finished it. Please, your address, por favor. And then I will go to their house in the dead of night and set that bitch ablaze. You can't grade my papers if you're trying to find a new house. <laughs> the thing that always gets me about their homework is because they use, they refu- the, like the Wizarding World refuses to catch up with any modern shit at all. So they're using quills and scrolls and it's like this many inches of an essay. And I was like, inches? <laughs> would you also fail? Because I would. Inches? But you watch my handwriting get huge. Watch what do you mean? Humongous. Inches. Uh, but I need lines on my paper. Right? That'd be a big ass <laughs> the end at the end of my essay. Catch me like SpongeBob writing a very detailed just, T. Just very dramatic at the end. Thus. It would be. Inches? It would be terrible. How terrible is it? For, again, muggle-borns have such a shit end of the stick. You are spending all of this time in public school with pencils and actual pens and lined paper. And then you come out and they're like, yes, I, it's like, yes, I want 12 inches of an essay of the uses of quarrel-ish tomorrow. And you're like, first of all, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what a quarrel-ish is. <laughs> Second of all, 12 inches? What does that mean? I'm gonna need you to give me a word count, motherfucker. What I don't do you know mean? What you're talking about? It's like that's not a British thing, right? That you do your essays in inches because they don't have standard paper sizes. They're using a scroll. Yeah, what is it? You had to bust out a fucking ruler to do an essay, and then you had to mark your what? I would, I would, I would. Shit. Uh, like every line's an inch. I will be doing twelve lines of this paper. I feel like I had to do twelve lines. Fuck you. <laughs> I know that there was a muggle born that was in there that was like, all right, he wants 12 inches. Rule out 12 inches. Now, line this bitch an inch alive. <laughs> That's it. And then erase your lines afterwards. When he's like, you have a lot of space, they'd be like, and you weren't very specific. So here we are. You said 12 inches. I am from, I went to public school, my good sir. <laughs> public school my oh, dear sir wait no it's called private school in england like the version of public school is a private school man fuck y'all and go and then you get like sent to like boarding school not boarding school i don't know how english 
school systems work. You know what? But I know it's very common to go to like a finishing school type thing that was more like boarding school if you had money. on high what are y'all doing i don't know don't i don't understand me. don't tweet me about <laughs> i do not understand like, the I, british school system like, I even want, slightly i want you guys in the back of my mind i was like i'm very curious about the british schooling system but the other part of me is like don't dm me don't fucking tweet me about your school system like i'm curious but i'm not curious enough to actually read what the fuck you want to say to me like i'm not i mean i might be but also <laughs> jordan maybe and i will direct all of your twitters to her but just know that when somebody uh, answers your tweet, it's not me. <laughs> not on this one, baby. Not on this one. Oh, yeah. I was like, there's all my notes on this page are just from the beginning. Like, literally, just like, so the story, the book begins the same way all the Harry Potter's books begin, reminding us that Harry Potter's home life is trash and that Dursley's ate shit. <laughs> That's that's how every book starts. And then Petunia tried to hit him with the frying pan. And I was like, what the fuck? Was it a hot frying pan? Uh, I'm not sure that it wasn't. Because I know she was making bacon a, like a couple of That sounds before. like a hot frying pan with grease. Uh, maybe. So, And then apparently Vernon was making racist jokes that at his dinner like party. Vernon. And I was like, that sounds about right. Um, that sounds like Vernon. Let's talk about the fact that these fuckers missed the train. They did. Wait, before that, let's talk about the fact that Ron and his brothers were like, Harry has not replied in too long. I guess it's time to pick him up. And they took his father, their father's car, drove across England, parked outside of his window on the second story. It's like, knock, knock, bitch. Now this you coming? Like, knock, knock, bitch. You coming? Also, here's another issue. Harry Potter's window has bars on it. Like, jail like where'd they even get that like you can't stop at home depot and get those like i don't know what you stores you have in england but i know you can't just run out and get can you just run out and get window bars how do you explain that to your fucking neighbors that's my question because they're obviously clearly outside the house like people they walk to, like, by yeah. they talk about how nosy the neighbors are regularly every time that they're dursleys and they're nosy like neighbors are like why do they have jail grade bars on the window who installed bars in the upper story window of their house it's not even like on the lower story like you're afraid of being robbed it's the no. upper story like are, upper you, are you afraid story. of owl thieves like are you is someone in your house suicidal should we be more worried about that i'm feeling kind of worried because if someone's not suicidal then you're trying to keep somebody then you want to keep somebody in more than that person wants to be in and i feel like the police should get involved i am very concerned but after he spends, like, a pleasant couple of weeks with the Weasleys. How pleasant. They go to Diagon Alley <laughs> to get all of their shit. As usual. And Harry Potter does not know shit about flu powder. So he was like, okay, so I step into the blazing fire of the... Ch- okay. And I, and I say a word and it won't... I won't die. Okay. 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 See, Harry Potter is doing what we in the mug world like to call making sure. Because that shit sounds fucking fake he was like so flu powder and i say the words and like i'm not i'm not gonna die if i say the words a little late okay and then he says the words wrong and he ends up like in the the black market of diagon alley like what kind of trash is that like that's just not that's not like the optimal way of travel you guys think you would have figured out a way to not do that by now you would think so it was like make sure you pronounce everything correctly else you end up somewhere else and i was like that's not safe that's not safe what are you talking about 
What if you have one lisp? Anything can go wrong. I mean, like, it must really suck to be, first of all, to be a witch or a wizard with a lisp or a stutter. Right? Right? Terrible. You better learn how to say nonverbal spells. Like, you you got on the next level out of necessity. You have to be be a next level bitch at that point. Because if you're not, you're about to, like, split somebody in two when you really just meant for them to cough up bubbles. And that's a completely different spell. But you fucked that up with a lisp. It is. And then he, he... shows up in the wrong place is like where am i this place is creepy here's people coming hides then he hears the malfoys do some shady shit in the black in the the underground of diagon alley and he's just like gotta sneak out now gotta and then hagrid shows up and he's like hagrid you do the shadiest shit he has such a shady bastard and he's like you can't be here and i was like what about you I see that. Get me out. We don't know. I didn't want to be here. And then the Weasleys find Hagrid because Hagrid's huge and he has hair. And they're like, oh, thank God. We lost an entire child and this one's not even ours. And we have so many children to lose and we couldn't even lose one of the ones that came from us. The ones that would know how to get back. We lost the one who doesn't know shit. Oh, God. First of all, I would like to say that though the Malfoys are trash. I appreciate the fact that they are consistent trash. They are consistent trash. They're like, I'm garbage. And I'm going to stay garbage. Until the day that I fucking die. At me if you want some. And I'm like, I do. I do want some. (laughs) Now. And then that, we meet Lockhart. We meet Gilderoy Lockhart in Diagon Alley doing a book signing for all the expensive books that he made all the children buy for his classes. All of them. He didn't just pick like a couple of books that would be like relevant. No, he got get this book and get this book and get this book. People are poor, even in the wizarding world. And he's just like throwing out a book list like it ain't no big deal. I hate that nigga so much. It's like everyone should get their own. You know you're gonna want to read them in your downtime. I mean, no one wants to read your books. Could you imagine actually getting all of those books that are absolute garbage? Getting back to whatever room that you're in, you start reading them and you're like, wow, no editor was used in the process of this ma- of making this book. No editor was used. I personally feel <laughs> that J.K. Rowling should release a version of Lockhart's book. I, I would, would read, read that. that. <laughs> I would read that. I would read that so fucking fast. She's talking about a fantastic piece of where to find them. I want to know where Lockhart stole all of his stories. I want right. that. I want the trash book of Lockhart's plagiarism. Thank you. Thank you very much. I want his late time summer romance with a werewolf that could also speak while in werewolf form. It held Abacadabra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lockhart, you get me. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, Lockhart, you fucking mess of a man. And then you know what also gets me is that Lockhart is trying to ride the wave of Harry Potter's fame in this segment. Like, he's like, let's get a picture with Harry Potter and Professor Lockhart, you're too famous fucking wizarding what the fuck ever i'm like dude he's a kid he's just trying to get his books and leave yeah he's like little even in the picture like in the picture that you of the newspaper later harry potter like his picture self is struggling to get out of the picture he's like i don't want to be here well lockhart's like come back he's like please god get me out of this hellscape harry potter is like a cat that you're trying to love but the cat is like if you even fucking look in my direction 
I will sit on your face as you sleep so I can suffocate you proper. I don't know which part of the book I was reading when I wrote this note, but it literally just says wizarding culture is entirely based on honing volatile skills. It, I feel like it is. I was like, I don't remember what I was thinking about, but that feels true. Just volatile skills. So like really hankering in on whatever anger or pride or greed that you're really into. Like Lockhart's entire, like the only reason that he got this far is because he was so greedy. He wanted fame. And then his pride took him all the way to Hogwarts School of Wizardry. Wizardry. Can we? Oh, we have to get further because I can't wait to really talk about Lockhart. I can't wait to really talk about Lockhart. Okay, so the next really important thing that happens is that everybody's, the uh, those poor, poor <laughs> adults, the Weasley adults, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are trying to get their horde of children to school. They're just like trying to get them in that car so bad they had to go back three times because somebody forgot something. Weasley, Ginny forgot her diary and they had to turn around. She forgot her fucking diary. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So they, they finally get all of those children to the train station and they're crossing the barrier and then Harry and Ron get stuck on the wrong side because Dobby once again has fucked shit up for Harry Potter. I hate Dobby so much. Like, I know everybody's like, you can't hate Dobby. Dobby was just doing what he thought was best. Dobby was fucking Harry Potter's life up, my guy. Like, there's no doubt in my entire mind that Harry Potter was really having a rough second year because of Dobby. Dobby caused a lot of problems that just every time I saw her, I like, I don't remember when I forgot. At some point, I forgot about how much I didn't like Dobby. And I was just like, yeah, Dobby. But rereading it from the beginning, I'm like, Oh yeah, fuck that dude, bro. He, he sucks. Makes, he makes up for it in later editions. He of does. He does. By the end, I'm just I legitimately was crying about Dobby's fate. However, however, speaking it right now in the present, fuck Dobby. <laughs> Book two, Dobby ain't shit to me. Book two, Dobby ain't shit. Put that on a fucking t-shirt. I'll wear it. I couldn't. I couldn't deal with him. But okay, so he got. They got stuck on the other side, and it just like I was reading this part of the book, and I was like, I don't remember ever at any point in my life, no matter how young I was, being this stupid. What? Oh God! I have never in my entire being thought that I'd somehow be able to take a car because I needed to go somewhere. Like just because, like I need. To be able to do something. I know I'm supposed to be going somewhere. So thus, it would be okay to steal my parents' car. (laughs) Steal my parents' car and drive it to school. And there will be no repercussions to this. He's like, am I I just love the fact that Ron was like, you know what? Not only is like, this is... This is why we need Hermione. This is why we need Hermione. Because between Ronald Weasley and Harry Potter, they have one shared fucking brain cell. Because Ron said it. Ron was like, here's the plan. We go to my mother and father's car. Get the keys. Get in it. Proceed to drive to school in that car. And they both went, that'll be 
dope. People will be so impressed when we show up at school in a flying car, as if flying cars aren't illegal, as if I hadn't stolen my parents' only means of transportation home. This is not going to be any problems when we show up and like, we made it to school. The wildest shit happened. We couldn't get through the barrier. That wasn't going to have any like sideways repercussions at all. My real question is why Ronald Weasley thought that he could drive? I don't know. I mean, he, he did it. I will say I'm impressed that he crashed into nothing until the very end when the car itself gave out. That wasn't even his bad driving. I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Here's my issue. Uh, this is what fucking gets me. But this is the Whomping Willow Tree. The Whomping... It's so... And you may be like, what is the Whomping Willow Tree, Madison? Well, you see, the Whomping Willow Tree is the thing that Ron fucking crashed into. Which is hard. And the Whomping Willow is a tree that is as old as this fucking school. The founders that fucking cells planted that bitch. And I'm sure the person who planted it was Grittick Gryffindor because that is a violent fucking tree. Like, no person with actual common sense would be like, I'm gonna have children on this land soon. I should put a violent living tree on the property that would throw hands with a 12 year old. I do think that the Whomping Willow was planted like for for Lupin. I don't remember per se. I I haven't read that book again yet. However, I will say that they're pretending that they didn't know the Whomping Willow tree was there in this book. And I'm like, you're telling me that a school full of children does not know about the tree that'll try to hit you if you get too close to it. I don't believe you. No, everybody knows about the Wobbing Willow tree. And you want to know why? Because this is a school of children. Dumb children and also mean children. Which means that at least once or twice a year, there is a group of upperclassmen that prank lower classmen into getting close enough to that tree that that tree can knock the shit out of you at least one like thousand percent. You're not, you can't tell me that kids do not play chicken under that tree. I you, know there's they nothing do. you can say to me that would make me believe that first year Harry Potter and Ron Weasley did have not seen old, older classmen just running in and out dodging tree branches. <laughs> like there's nothing you can say to me that makes me think that that hasn't happened. There's no way. There's no way that they they haven't seen or seen somebody get pranked by it or heard about it at least and that tale has to have been told in Gryffindors like they had to be like oh yeah there was this one kid that I knew Jimmy good old Jimmy Jimmy not around (laughs) 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 that tree fucking took Jimmy's out by the ankles like there's no way there's no way that they (laughs) that they didn't know I don't believe it and then and then, oh God, the next morning, Severus Snape is no. so pissed. No, it's not even the next morning. It is it's, immediate. You're right. It's immediate. They got Snape out that car. So that car pissed. put it down, flipped it, and reversed it out of there. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, ejected them from the seats, said like, bye, bitch, and drove into the forest. That car was like, get the fuck out. Threw his owl out the back seat of the car, said, take your shit, and drove off. And they lugged, they lugged their shit up to the castle, and they looked in the window to see some of the sorting happen, and they were like, I don't see Snape. Ha, huh, maybe got fired. And then Snape disappeared behind him. He's like, I didn't go anywhere with the little bitches. And dragged them inside. How terrifying could that possibly be? Severus Snape is the most dangerous.
for Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets Part 1. Please come back for Part 2. Because apparently a grown man put a giant fuck you snake in the walls. And you know what? That really gets me.